Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we are available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily, including our entire archive of shows. So please check out AmericaOutloud.news. We're excited for the show tonight. We've got on a guest, Helen Cuse, running for City Council, District 1 in New York City, a spot that you know a lot about, Rob. So we're looking forward to uh, talking to Helen and finding out what her plans are for New York City. We've seen what's been going on with Mayor Eric Adams. He seems a little in over his head with this illegal migrant situation, spending as much as $10,000 a day per illegal immigrant, uh, which is not sustainable or affordable for the city long term. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what she has to say about that, along with the crime and some of the other issues that we see popping up in New York City. Rob, how are you doing tonight? Andrew, I'm doing great. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to After Dark with Robert Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. We have been broadcasting this show for almost, I think, like, is it three or two and a half years. Uh, and we've been having a lot of fun with it. And we've had, as you guys have been following us, a number of candidates to come on and talk to our listeners about the future and what they want to do as candidates. We've had the candidates come on who were running for mayor. Unfortunately, we couldn't get Adams on. I think it was a conflict with the schedule. But nevertheless, even if he had come on, we see the dismal performance that he's doing currently in New York City. He came out recently and said that the influx of illegals will destroy New York City. (laughs) We knew that from day one. We knew that was going to happen. We tried to tell him that. We tried to tell voters that. But what did they do? They marched right up to the voting booth and like sheeples, pulled the lever for Eric Adams. And why did they do it? Well, I think it was because of diversity and equity. Okay, Eric Adams looked good in a four-piece suit, but it stops there. He hasn't done anything else to impress me. And we have been sounding the alarms from day one. We said, stay clear of Eric Adams. He's not the person for New York City. But then you have the diversity and equity group saying, oh, no, give the black man a chance. He's going to do this. No, look at what he's done. He has failed, and he has failed miserably. Now, some will say, well, he still has time to make it up. Well, the last time I looked when President President, when President Biden came to New York City to speak at the General Assembly of the UN, and boy, was that a sight to see, mumbling and stumbling. But when he came, he ignored Eric Adams. He didn't even want to give him face time. He even ignored Governor Kathy Hochul, who is another diversity and equity hire because she's a woman. She shouldn't be there. She's in over her head. These two knuckleheads have single-handedly destroyed and are destroying New York City and New York, the state as a whole. Now, some of you will say, oh, you're being so harsh. You got to give these people a chance. What do you mean that women can't do it? Absolutely, a woman can do it. But Kathy Holchul isn't the woman who could do it. Of course, black men can do it. But Eric Adams isn't the man or the time to do it. There are other people. But when you're looking at DEI and then you're trying to go down at the bottom of the barrel and you get these individuals who are completely incompetent, this is what happens. 
And it's not just New York City. Look at Chicago. Look at where you're in, uh, Andrew, Illinois. Look at what your governor is doing. No cash bail. I mean, they think these are great ideas. All the while, we're letting in an influx of illegals that are destroying the city. We're not saying don't come here. We're not unsympathetic, okay? We're not, not at all. But there is a process to come here. There is a way to come here, and it's called laws. You just can't come here illegally and hopscotch ahead of someone else. Look at our schools and a shambles. Our kids are lowering their scores on math and reading is at the bottom. But I guarantee you, they know all about diversity and equity. They know all about transgenders. How is that going to help them in a global society, which is what the Democrats are pushing? How is that going to help any of our kids? It's not going to help them. But they don't know about transgenders. They don't know about the pride flag. But that's not going to help them when they're out there trying to compete. But this is where we are with this leftist agenda, which hasn't gotten us anywhere. We are falling behind. And we're going to keep falling behind until people wake up. So all the more reason we have on our show, Helen Q. She's in my district. And I met her, actually, I uh, sat in on a, a call, a Zoom call that she had with one of her rivals, Chris Marte. And they were talking about their positions and what they're going to do for New York City. And then it just so happened, Andrew, I think it's about three weeks ago or two weeks ago, I was walking home with my son from his school And she was out and I thought, wow, I need to go up and I need to shake her hand. I need to talk to her because we definitely need her energy. We need her on the city council. We need her there because the people that we have there now, as far as I'm concerned, they shouldn't even be there. The stuff that they're pushing, I mean, they're concerned about taking down statues as opposed to looking at our overcrowded schools. Statues. We want to take down the statue of Columbus. We want to take down the statue. Well, eventually, as Donald Trump said, they're going to come after the statue of Martin Luther King. You know why? Because if you go back and you look at some of the advice that Martin Luther King gave a gay black man, you would say, oh, my God, did he actually say that? And then, I mean, not for nothing, there is rumors that he was kind of frisky with the women. So when are we going to start taking down the streets with his names on it, taking down the bust and everything with Martin Luther King? You cannot win in this type of society. It is a neo-Marxist society, and we need to wake up. But going back to my dear friend, Helen, who's running, we brought her on so she could talk to you and tell you what her plans are for New York. Now, I've spoken to Christopher Marte, and he'll probably try to come on the show once he's found out that Helen has been on here. But as of lately, there's been grumbling that he's nowhere to be found to address some of the serious issues with schools that are overcrowded, homelessness, the CRT they want to push in schools. The influx of illegals. Again, we are not unsympathetic. We know that we have to, they are here. We have to do our best, humanitarian services, but we also have to take care of our own. Helen, thank you for coming on tonight. How are you? Thank you, Rob and Andrew. I am so honored to be at your great show. Um, good evening, everybody. Uh, good evening, New York. Good evening, uh, my district one. And my district. It has the Statue of Liberty. And we have Wall Street, we have Chinatown, we have Little Italy, Tribeca, Battery Park City, south of Houston, Soho, and Lower East Side, Grand Street Housing, Seaport, Fulton. And this is a district where New York was born. And this is a district where we were attacked, but we rise again. So this district is 
um, symbol of New York spirit. And New York is under attack right now, just like what Rob and Andrew introduced to you. We are actually at war. We are at war, mental war and ideology war. And this war has brought us so much pain that people are now not only worried about affordable housing, but affordable living. And we are not only worried about felony crimes or violent crimes, but we worry about taking the subway or bus. We even worry about walking down the street. So this kind of living condition, it should not be everyday New York New Yorkers concerned. We work hard, we pay highest tax among the entire nation, yet we do not have peace of mind when we take our children back home or go to school. This is wrong. And the wrongdoing is done by the progressive Democrats. So today I want to introduce a concept called progressive Democrats. The reason I want to say that is in my district, voters are registered eight to one Democrat to Republican. So a lot of the Democrats are feeling the pain. And in the survey, we know 82% are not happy about the sanctuary city status that we have. And they do not want the migrants to be occupying streets and unchecked and unserved. That's not New York City passion. Uh, that's not our how we express our compassion to people in need. We never signed up to have them sleep on the street. And we never signed up to have them naked and unvaccinated, unchecked with any medical conditions or have violent behavior towards their spouse, their children. That's not what New Yorkers signed up when we had century city status. We were thinking about how to take care of people who may not have a shelter. So they have a right to shelter. We will try to accommodate them like a good Samaritan neighbor. That's what we had in mind as New Yorkers. But progressive Democrat has taken it too far and to a destination where we never intended to go. And this concept is foreign, not only to Republicans, but also to Democrats. A majority of the Democrats are not progressive Democrats. So today, the most important thing I hope audience will take home with you, and maybe when you sleep, you can think about this, is progressive Democrat is not your Democrat. It's not the same kind as the Democrat on your voter registration card. They are not Democrat. They are progressive. They use the Democrat name to label themselves. They stolen that identity of Democrats. So we need to expose their theft. We need to expose that current day Christopher Mate on the city council, Grace Lee in state assembly and Brian Kavanaugh on the state Senate. All these local officials are thefts, are thieves who have stolen the Democrat label. And because they are not Democrats, they are progressive Democrats. Do you know what they support, Rob and Andrew? They supported legalizing prostitution. 
They give no respect to women and give no esteem to women. They want women to sell their body, not to sell their talent. They do not pay attention or resources to let women have proper education, proper training, so that they can contribute their God-given talents. No, they want them to simply sell their body and be exploited for sexual and uh, human trafficking. These are not Democrats. These are progressives who have stolen the Democrat label. If we understand that if you are a Democrat, you are not being represented. Why? Because the people that's currently using your label as Democrat, they are not you. They don't represent your interests. They are progressive Democrats. They have absolutely nothing to do with Democrats. They have stolen the label like a fake Gucci or fake Rolex and put them on the street. And surely enough, progressive Democrats have ruined our streets. We had clean and orderly streets. Now it's completely disordered. We have mentally ill, without clothes, without underwear, doing a private matter on the public spaces. On the subway platform, you can see people using their bathroom in subway. And we can see people mentally ill, without clothes, walking down the street right next to a store or right next to a supermarket or right next to children's playground or even uh, nursery schools. Is it what New York Democrat wants? Absolutely not. These are progressive Democrats who have stolen the Democrat label. They should no longer bear the name Democrat. They should just be called progressives. They should just be called progressives. They are progressive party. They are not Democrat party. So I speak like this because I have so many Democrat friends and so many Democrat constituents in my uh, district. And I, of course, have many Republican and conservative friends and constituents in my district. And I noticed they all want affordable living, affordable housing. We all want to go into do and read without asking the clerk to open a box so that we can get a toothpaste. We all want that. We want good life. And we deserve good life because we work super hard. Why can't we go to a, a, a drug store and get a toothpaste or a lipsticks? Why not? So this has deteriorated our living standard by an unimaginable amount. And New Yorkers are suffering. New Yorkers is the victim of this ideology war that progressives have stolen the label of Democrats. And we have homeless. We have poured so much money over 50% of our city budget is in Department of Homeless Services. Yet, homeless are not staying in homeless shelters. We spend so much money, $50,000 per homeless per year. That is equal to a good salary in New York. Some people 
raised their entire family of four on $50,000 salary. Yet we spent that much on one single homeless, yet they still stay on the street. Why? Completely failure and corruption by progressive Democrats. So this is the concept. The progressives, the progressive party have stolen the Democrat party's name and they have ruined our city. And now I am calling for Republicans, conservatives, Democrats to rise up against the progressives because yeah. they are attacking us. Very well said, Helen. Hold that thought. We want to have you on for our second segment. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew, with a special guest, New York City Council candidate, Helen The pandemic may be over for some. But millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Now we're back after dark with Robin Andrew and our special guest, Helen Q, who is running for election here in New York City. During the first segment of the show, she explained to you a term that I thought was rather unique, the progressive Democrat, who has in essence stolen the identity of true Democrats. I mean, you guys should know that New York City is predominantly Democrat. They outnumber Republicans, I want to say six to one, if that. So whenever a Democrat candidate comes up, they vote Democrat. I was surprised when they got elected Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor. And we know what's happening with him, but that's a story for another day. But Mayor Giuliani came in, he saw the problem, and he cleaned it up. Mayor Giuliani had in a previous life been a Democrat. But he came in and cleaned up New York City. No one th- People thought that it was impossible. 
a city of the size, he managed to do it. And for, I think, a better part of uh, a decade or more, it remained that way. Bloomberg came in and continued the same success. But then came along de Blasio, who destroyed the city. Let's not fool ourselves. Why would people vote for de Blasio? We knew what he was going to do. He told us what he was going to do, but he did it because they voted for him. Two terms. And then came along Eric Adams. I've already shared my thoughts on Eric Adams. It's unfortunate that we're here, but we can turn this thing around. It's not going to happen overnight. And I know that a lot of you are afraid, but we can't vote conservatives because they're racist and they're this and they're that. I'm a black man. I'm not a racist. Okay. Helen is Chinese. She's not racist. So this whole thing with racism, they use this to frighten you. They use this to scare you. Yes, racism exists. But when you really peel back the onion and you look at who's in control of a lot of our companies and control of a lot of our jobs, you will see at the top are Democrats perched at the tops. So who's sending down the agenda of racism? I won't say it. You figure it out. But again, we have to change the trajectory of where we're going, because if we don't, we will lose. And we're losing now. You look at the neighborhoods, and Helen spelled it out so perfectly. You look at our streets. We have homeless people on the street. Why is that? That's not what we signed up for. We should have shelters. But then we have an influx of illegals coming in, illegal immigrants that are coming in. And I know a lot of you don't want to hear that term. You want to say undocumented, war, uh, undocumented immigrants. I get it. But I just want to speak with what the Constitution says. We see them coming in, okay, and we're not unsympathetic. Yes, we have to provide food and shelter for them, but we also have to take care of our own. We're going to get Christopher Marti on here, and we want him to tell us what he's going to do. But in the time being, Helen, what do you plan to do? And you can only do so much being on the council, but we have to start somewhere, and we have to make people aware. And I also like when you reminded people that here, your district is where it all started. This is where the Statue of Liberty is. This is where it all started. We have to remember that. But we don't want the message to get lost in translation, thinking that we can bring on everyone in the entire world because that can happen. There is a process. There is a legal process that everyone has to follow. So, Helen, what do you plan to do? What, what are your top items if you're elected? Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we have the Statue of Liberty, and that entails that we understand the history of New York. Even in the beginning of our immigration services, we had Alice Island where people check in, and some of them are being deported, about 10 to 30 percent, due to illness, due to a variety of reasons. The current day migrants that's on the Rose Roosevelt Hotel, about 95 to 97% of them will not fit the asylum criteria and will be deported. That means from now until the day that they were deported, New York City eh, taxpayers 
are giving them free housing, free medical, free schools. And this should not be the case because 97% of them will be deported and not qualify for asylum. And we already know that with all the statistics we have and the nature how they come in. Asylum are usually granted for people who are unable to protect themselves and unable to attain freedom. Let's say someone is being held captive of their Christian faith in some anti-Christian country. That person is qualified for asylum because their family is being housed arrested, they are being put in prison, they can, they can apply for asylum and we will be able to rescue them and bring them back to America. However, these people, they are very capable people. They have freedom, they travel a long time. All these already disqualify them to be an asylum seeker because they do not need asylum. And if they are escaping war zones, then the first country they arrive should be the country where they seek asylum. They can no longer seek asylum from the first country they arrive to the second country they arrive, or third country, or fourth country. Sometimes America is the fourth country that they arrived. That is not how asylum was defined. Asylum is defined as someone if if they qualified, if they qualified to escape from their country, arrive in a different country, that first country they arrive is where they seek asylum. So I think to solve the migrant crisis is to understand what I just talked about. So morally and spiritually, we are not at war with our own compassionate nature because we believe in helping and we believe in showing mercy to people in need. But we also believe justice. We also believe wisdom. So compassion and justice and wisdom, they go hand in hand. For us to show compassion to a wrong group of people is for us to not show compassion to the right group of people because our resources are limited. When we grant, when we are accommodating non-asylum seekers, let me emphasize, they are non-asylum seekers, they are non-asylum qualifiers, we are wasting our resources to help the real asylum seekers. There might be a group of 100, 200, 1,000 cushions being persecuted. They are the real asylums seekers. When we are not spending the money on them, we fail them. We fail our own ideology. We fail our own compassion. So that's the truth of it. We actually fail, not succeed. We should feel bad, ashamedful for ourselves morally because we did not accomplish what we supposed to do with our tax dollars. So that is something we need to clarify. And if not, they needed to be amended on our century law. So that's number one. And number two, potentially it's very difficult to amend the century law, then the century law should be halted, suspended, 
or eliminate it. So that is a second step. I believe we can amend it. I believe this can be a very easy teaching to our voters, to our entire residents in New York, to all New Yorkers. Uh, we have the intelligence to understand what I just said, but we need to actually say that. So I, I'm very thankful, Rob and Andrew, that you, you guys are doing great job in reaching out to audience. And I hope every listener start calling your friends and tell them we are actually failing morally because they are not true asylum seekers. And the true asylum seekers did not get the resources. And we failed the true asylum seekers. So Helen, let That's me ask them. you this. Let me ask you this. So uh, day one, you're elected. Yes. yes. What would be your number one priority? Would it be uh, addressing the influx of illegals or schools? What what can you do that would impact your district? Because that's what I'm hearing right now. A lot of them are concerned about the schools, the direction of the schools and how their kids are failing. They're also, and tied to that, they're saying, okay, we have an influx of, of new kids coming into our schools. Correct. And uh, is my child going to be left behind? And I'm very Correct. careful as to how I use the term, because I know that a lot of listeners will just go ballistic if I keep saying illegal aliens or illegal immigrants, but they are illegal. We just have to accept that. They are. Exactly. Okay. And, yes. and that's not, that's not to put a downcast on them, but they are here illegally because they didn't come through the proper channel. So we have to we just have to accept that. I know the media wants to dress it up, but we have to accept what it is. So again, I, a lot of I the, think, your constituents are concerned about the schools, the overflooding of the schools. They're also concerned about the overcrowding of our streets, people living on the streets. Uh, they're taking hotels and different buildings and they're converting them to homeless shelters. So what would you try to do on day one to thing, let the folks know that you're working on for them? First thing, I will issue a stern letter to the mayor, to the state legislatures, to the governor, and to Congress, and to Senate, and to Joe Biden. That's the first thing I would do, to let them know that they must close the borders. Okay, that's number one. And that's easy to do because it's just a letter and statement. And number two, in that letter, uh, in that letter, I will tell them they're not welcome to come to my district unless they have an answer for me. Otherwise, we don't like you and we don't want to welcome you. So don't even bother to make your itinerary coming anything south of Houston. But can you it, can you can you effectively prevent them from coming? Because the mayor I will make a statement that you are not welcome. Okay. I cannot prevent them from coming, of course. Right? But mm -hmm. I will make a statement when you come, we don't like you. That I can do. And I think that's something they don't like because they want to be liked and they want to receive votes from New right. York. And, but New okay. Yorkers will not give them. Right. And secondly, okay. And wait, wait, let me just say one, one more thing because I want to make sure that our listeners understand when you're saying that you're not welcome, we don't like you. Is this a message to the folks that are coming here illegally or is this to the to elected the officials. Oh, the elected officials. To the okay, elected good. Officials. Got it. Yeah. Okay, to the elected officials. <laughs> to, okay. Yeah, to the elected officials. 
Got it. To, okay. to Joe Biden. He was okay. just blocking traffic here, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I want to let him know, we don't like you. Not because you block the traffic, but because you open the border and give the entire United States the burden that we cannot carry. And you are being uh, morally unjust and corrupt, morally irresponsible to the real asylums. So that's number one. Number two, for the crime, we have to keep Rikers open and stop building borough-based jails. So Rikers can be reformed, either management or the environmental conditions and the housing conditions and their programs. That can be, that can be done and reviewed, but Rikers must stay open. I will fully support keep Rikers open. That will solve some crime issues and solve the uh, overcrowdedness of our okay. So, so we, okay, right. And just so in case our listeners know, Rikers is a uh, a, com- a facility complex on the island whereby anyone who commits a crime, we send them there, and they've been yes. trying to close it up. I think they want to close it up for some high-end developer to come in and make it like high-end condos. Now, so if you were to do that, keep Rikers open, then what about uh, we have our district attorney uh, who wants to just let all the criminals do whatever they want to do, Alvin Correct. I will issue a letter and, and I will have signatures and petitions from my constituents, my voters that signed and then send it to the state legislature and demand them to ca- to repeal the cashless bail law. Otherwise, every criminals that's being released, I'm going to bust them and send them to where the uh, state senator, um, Brian Kavanaugh, and Assemblywoman uh, Grace Lee, and where they live. I'm going to send them right in front of their house and say, this is what you release. You take them. You take them. Because you don't understand. These people are actually hurting our streets. We have someone who murdered a very beautiful lady in her house, in her own apartment, after she came back from work. And that homeless person was arrested and released 12 times. And on the 13th time, he stabbed her to death. This person should not be wandering around on our streets and harming this lady if the state legislatures did not have that cashless bail law. Then this this dangerous man will have been kept until he's convicted or until he received treatment for his mental illness. This man was claimed mentally unstable right now on the in front of the court. So the state legislators don't care. Why? Because these people are not wondering in front of their houses. It's wondering in some low-income houses. So they don't care. It's not my problem. It's wondering in your houses, Rob and Andrew. So I don't care. So we want to ship them 
we want to we want to put them in a bus or a, a van and put them in these state legislators' house where they live. Otherwise, they don't get the message. They don't understand why it's dangerous. Didn't you see how everybody is saying, oh, New York is so safe, so so fine. Uh, we are beautiful, you know. Yeah, let's do it. Let me bring the mentally ill on the subway and put it right in front of your block. And I want to keep him there until you change the law. Because I was on the subway. I take subways. These people, I don't know where they're coming from. They probably don't take subways. So they are so out of touch of everyday New Yorkers life. So I was on the subway just the past Monday. And there's this man taking off her clo his clothes and doing a full body wash. And I reported to the uh, transit police the train was halted until they remove him. Is it the life that New Yorkers live? Is it the life everyday New Yorkers must suffer? And let alone the people that smoke marijuana on the train, smoke vape. We have children going to school. At seven o'clock, people smoking. There's no end to it. Right Why? now, Helen, I want because to. I meant they, to cut they you. They don't take subway. They don't care. Care about you and and you and me. No, not at all. But I want you to save that thought. I want you to save that thought because that's a good point that I want us to take up on the next, the last uh, half of the show about the vaping and the subway, and just trying to again, it's, it's it's baby steps to change what has been created within the past few years. Uh, so, Andrew, take it away for a commercial break. Yeah, I love that too, talking about dropping the problem off at their own doorstep. Maybe that's the only way these people will wake up and uh, get once they get a taste of what the everyday New Yorker has to go through uh, without their security guards and entourage. Uh, maybe that's when they'll wake up and change the law. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. Come in a great-tasting gel pack. You go to HealthyCell.com or AmericaOutloud.shop and use the promo code OUTLOUD to save. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew and our special guest, Helen Q. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. So this is the last half of After Dark with Robin Andrew with our special guest, Helen Q. And she is telling us what her plans would be should she win her election in November. And I would encourage all of our listeners to stop what you're doing and listen and to share this broadcast with some of your friends. Some of your friends might be independent, some might be Democrats, some might be Republicans, but we need a change here in New York City because what's happening right now is simply not working. And again, we are not unsympathetic toward anyone, especially the individuals that have come here unlawfully, seeking a better life. We get it, we understand it. But we've got to take care of our own first. And we can't just destroy our structure by letting them come here. It can't work that way. Because if that's the case, they're coming to shambles or they're bringing shambles to us. A country without law and order is not a country. And we don't need that. We cannot sustain that. So, Helen, Christopher Marte, your uh, opponent. A lot of people know him, name recognition. Uh, as of lately, we haven't been able to find him. I have spoke to him on occasions and asked for his assistance on a couple of things. But, and it seems as if though he has, he's well connected with a lot of individuals in the community. How do you plan to overtake him in the polls? Are there any upcoming debates? Like I said, he's well-connected. He's ingrained with the businesses in Chinatown and Tribeca. So what do you plan to do to set yourself aside from what he's doing and saying, Helen? I think I represent my district. I represent New York. And Christopher Monte only represents progressive Democrats and nobody else. That's what he's representing. And he has stolen the identity of Democrats. Democrats should be more angry at him than the Republicans. At least he didn't steal anything from the Republicans or the conservatives. At least he didn't steal 
but he has stolen, has robbed from the Democrats. Democrats should be angry at him for using their identity to do disgusting things. Let me tell you the disgusting things that the progressive, the progressive Marte is going to do. He's going to do legalized prostitution. He's going to legalize all the smoke shops because his brother opens a smoke shop and he wants to make it legal. He wants, the Progressive Party wants to allow children going through transgender treatments without parents' consent. Robert, you mentioned a lot about education. This is more threatening than a lower math score. I have been so concerned. I was elected vice president of Community Education Council. I was so concerned about the curriculum, how to help children excel, how to make sure no children left behind and how to let every children excel in their own talent. Some of them are good with math and literature. However, many are very good with hands-on training. So I want to bring back preschools. However, right now with the transgender therapy threat, yes, it become um, a, a more present threat. And then, so I think this is what I hope New Yorkers will win, is to understand why we are in such a horrible situation. Why is your life not better, but getting worse and worse? Because somebody has stolen the identity of who you are. And you thought you were electing someone that can represent you, but no. You are electing someone who have stolen from you. That is who Mate is. And that's how I hope I can let every voter know and let every audience know that maybe before you go to bed tonight, in the good energy of this wonderful show, you will call one friend in District 1 and tell them, I have just heard this great show by Rob and Andrew. And then our District 1 next councilwoman, Helen Q, warn us that the current incumbent, Christopher Mate, has stolen from us. And what he has stolen is our identity. And Helen wants to restore our New Yorkers' pride and dignity. And we want to present to the world Wall Street, Tribeca, Battery Park City, Lower East Side, all these beautiful places, Chinatown, Little Italy, why we are the jewel of the world. Because we have glory, we have dignity, and we have beautiful lower, lower Manhattan, and we want to present to the world. And Helen will help us to bring back that pride for both Democrats and Republicans and every independent. And we will not allow the progressive to steal our identity and steal our city anymore. Thank very, you. very well said, Helen. Uh, to go back to uh, the 
transgender surgeries and things like that you're talking about for minors. Uh, we see this controversy around the country with uh, some of this literature appearing in school libraries, like this gender queer book, which is just pushing perversion and filth onto children. Uh, will you uh, be standing behind parents who are concerned about some of these uh, books that seem like they have no place in children's libraries, but they seem to be popping up all over the country? Absolutely. I will. I will stand with parents. Um, I think children are very innocent. Uh, they they want to be unicorn and then they want to be a, a little dog, a little cat. They want to be a horse. They want to fly. And the next day they are uh, a fruit. They're avocado. <laughs> and then they are airplane. So are we going to let them transgender into uh, avocado? Is it what we are doing? So I think these ideas are coming from people who don't know kids, who are not parents. And as a parent, I know my child and I know children. And every loving parents know their children, their, their lovely imagination of who they are. And that is great. We want to encourage that rather than dictating. And I put an ideology bound, um, uh, <clears throat> a yoke on their neck. No, they are not talking about transgender at all. They are talking about how to explore the imagination of the world of different things. Many children, I, I heard some people are pushing a five-year-old. Uh, well, don't forget. A couple of years before that five-year-old turned five, he was still using diapers. So let's not go ahead of uh, go go too ahead of ourselves. Let's uh, respect the uh, dignity and loveliness of children, and let them be who they are, and fly. Let their imagination fly and until they become an adult, understand what their decision means. Uh, Let's not, let's not uh, try to uh, kidnap uh, their imagination and use them for any adults' um, passion for their, their themselves. And that's what it seems as if though is happening. Uh, you have a lot of people, like you said, they're completely clueless and they're stealing the innocence of our children with every all this stuff that they're putting in our schools and not teaching our kids the basic reading, writing, and arithmetic. How can our kids perform at a level, a national level, when they're not being taught that, but they're being taught everything else? And we have to be ever so careful because that's what's happening. And I know a lot of people say, oh, no, you're just a homophobe and you're afraid of this. No, well, yeah, I am afraid of it because it's something that should not be in the schools. These are young kids. And a lot of people who are pushing this, they know that the kids are young and they know that we're working with soft sponges. And if you start pushing this into kids' heads, they will be confused. As you mentioned, kids will one day say, oh, I'm an avocado, I'm a dog, I'm this. Does that mean that we go in and we trans them over to that? Absolutely not. So we need to put the brakes on this and get back to the basics. And this has only started happening within the recent years, I would say, with Joe Biden becoming, some people want to say president, but I say the resident of the White House. We've got to put the brakes on this. These kids have plenty of time 
to self-identify themselves when they become of age, but trying to do it at a young age and then force other people to accept it, it's wrong. And we see it on TV, we see it in movies. I mean, our society is falling down. And it's going to take people like you, Helen, to stand up a single voice and say, wait a minute, I have Democrat friends, I have conservative friends, I have independents. But we need to come together and look at this so that it makes sense. We have to stop this. Because the Democrat Party, as you mentioned, their identity has been stolen. And you have the progressives that are pushing their warped, corrupt agenda that will destroy us all. We will destroy Correct. ourselves well, from within. Correct. I think the progressives are our common um, uh, enemy for our society. The progressives are the um, are who destroy us, both Democrats and Republicans and independents in New York and beyond. So we we do need to join forces. It's uh, I am the candidate. However, I think it's uh, a joint endeavor. Uh, I need everyone to come join my campaign. Help me fo- make phone calls. Help me to reach out to friends and neighbors. And thank you, Rob and Andrew, for helping me to get an um, outreach to the audience that you have. And we need everybody to come out because this is this is war. This is war, New Yorker. Uh, war on New Yorker. War on average hardworking New Yorkers. Uh, this is no longer about uh, political opinion uh, of certain small issues that we have a little argument between brothers and sisters. No. Now we have an active robber, active theft, active thief in our midst stealing and robbing from everybody. Uh, From Alvin Bragg, who tell New Yorkers flat out, he's he's releasing the 30 plus drug dealers that the NYPD arrested during a drug bust. Over 30 drug lords released by Alvin Bragg. Is it what we want, New York? If that is not what you want, you understand. Because Alvin Bragg, uh, Brian Kavanaugh, Grace Lee, Christopher Marte, they are all our opponents. They are our opponents. They are not just my opponent, Christopher Marte. They are our opponents because they oppose us in everything we want and every little details of our lives. They make it miserable. They make it unlivable. New York is not unlivable. People are not even canceling their plans visiting New York. New York is beautiful, yet we have robbers actively trying to burn down New York. Can you imagine releasing 30 drug lords? Can you imagine releasing someone who committed felony crimes? violent crimes 12 times until that person stabbed an innocent young girl to death. Can you imagine? Can you imagine in schools, in nurseries, it become a drug den, fentanyl drug den. Kids died 
and three other of them are in critical condition. Can you imagine? These are not the New York that we work so hard and we love so hard for. So I am calling all the Democrats, unless you identify as a progressive, then you will not like me, which is understandable. But I'm calling all Democrats, all Republicans. Last year, we have eight to one ratio, uh, Rob, in our district. We have about 8,000 Republicans. Only 2,000 came out to vote last year for, for Lee Zeldin. If only the rest of the 6,000 also come out to vote, you never know, maybe we win. We would have won the governor of New York. We were so close, Lee Zeldin was close. So I'm calling all the 6,000 who didn't come out last year to come out to vote. Join this army of New Yorkers, the army of true New Yorkers. Let's join this army to fight our opponent, the progressive. They are the robbers. They are the thieves. They are not New Yorker. They are the destroyers of New York. So I'm calling all and independent to join our army of New York, to protect our city, to love our city, to build our city, and to bring back the glory of our city. Thank you so much. Please vote for Helen Keel on November 7th and consider a generous donation of $10 or more to my campaign. Search my name, Helen Q-I-U, and you will find me. And you can find the official link to donate to my campaign. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you so much, Helen. We had a great time uh, talking to you tonight. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. And as Helen said, uh, it's very sad what progressive Democrats have let happen to uh, the Big Apple, New York City, the greatest city in the world. And uh, we need people like Helen to come in and uh, city council and other spots and uh, get it back to prominence, get it back to what it should be. And uh, this would be a great start. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you stream, or you can go to AmericaOutloud.news. We'll see you next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs>